Welcome back. I almost said that first. You did? I did. You were so close? Good. I was so close. Welcome back to another episode of What's the Word? We're back here and we are in our final episode about the Trinity. Yes. Talking about, y'all think of where we've been. We've talked about the oneness of God. We've talked about God the Father. We've talked about the role of the Holy Spirit. And it's so funny because we were just talking about how we're, we're getting into stuff like Jesus and salvation and, and, and how it all works together. Right. But we were just talking about how like, haven't we already covered this? We did. Yes. But today we're going to look at it. Um, years and years ago, there was a movie called Vantage Point. I want to see this movie, Dallas. So good. Okay. So Sorry, I got about way too the, close to the microphone really close. right there. Sorry. Really excited. But it, the, the premise is a, a, a presidential assassination attempt. Uh, but you and the movie starts from different vantage yes. points. So yes. that's kind of I, I have that running in my in in the back of my mind for a lot of our the things that we talk about because we we come at you. If it sounds like we're repeating ourselves, I, I apologize. We're really not. We're just bringing it kind of full circle and yes. from a different vantage point. So yes. we spent a lot of time with Jesus. We spent like four or five episodes yes. with Jesus, and. I like to think we spend every episode with Jesus. <laughs> and next week, your co-host will be somebody different. <laughs> we did. Thank you. That was horrible. That was hateful. I can't believe you called me out like that. Was it hateful? That was funny. I love really funny. weird random jokes. It was <laughs> yeah. funny. and But we're going to spend some time looking at Jesus, at salvation, yes. how we're saved through Jesus in uh, through the lens of the Trinity. Absolutely. Yeah. So our specific topics for about five episodes at least. It's funny that we keep guessing and we don't. We and don't really never know. Counted. Uh, someone on there is like, I'm going to look while I'm watching this video. But we, and specifically the true God, true man episode. Right. We really leaned into this. We did. Second person of the Trinity. He is mm -hmm. God taking on flesh. And so in a lot of ways too, the, 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 verses, the passages that we're looking at are going to sound familiar to those that have been hanging with us for right. a little while because right. we're doing that. But I appreciate you, the vantage point. Vantage well, point, inside, yeah. Am I allowed a nerd moment? Yeah. Okay. So like I, I was an English major in college, but like my nerdiness for what I appreciated in college actually started in high school before I even knew it was my nerdiness for it, which was just about how like different perspectives. Dude, I always knew I was a nerd. Like, See, I knew I was a nerd. I didn't know I was a nerd on this topic. Okay. Right, so fair. like it was about how, like, especially in books that we read, right? They all have a narrator. Mm -hmm. Okay. And depending on who is narrating mm -hmm. dictates what story is being told. Right. Right. And so mm -hmm. when it, whenever, so it's all about perspective. And I, yeah. I culminated that in my my uh, capstone senior seminar paper thing. Loved it. I could talk about it forever. But Vantage Point was something in another conversation when I talked about those things, people were like, you need to see Vantage Point. Because again, you're going to see things differently right. when you look at it from a different perspective. So we hope that's what happens we today. We do. That is our hope for when today. We conclude this conversation on the Trinity. Okay. As much as we have talked about that for three episodes, reminder for anybody that this might be their first episode, what's the best way for us to talk about the Trinity? Well, the first way that we need to start our episode. Yes. I was trying to get the background little piece of that definition just in case anybody was hung okay. up on it. All right. So uh, the, the Trinity, don't don't leave us now, is <laughs> uh, the threeness and the oneness. So there's three distinct persons in the Trinity, but only one God. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So God Did in I three pass? persons, blessed Trinity. For anybody that sings that song, like uh, on the one Sunday a year where we usually get to sing it. But yes. So we like to usually start with the words of Psalm 19, verse 14, mm -hmm. as we get into our topic and we look at things, 
Uh, and this is what we hear. <laughs> May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And now we can breathe. We can breathe. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love that, right? Uh, the fullness of what it says, my rock, my redeemer. And that's that's the God we're talking about. That's, that's the it. Trinity, right? Yep. As much as we hear that word Lord and want it to just be Jesus, right? We were talking about the Holy Trinity when we are calling out to our God. Right. right. Okay. So this Which is week. Not typical. No. Have you ever heard a, a prayer that says Holy Trinity? That's no, that and I, I don't, I don't. Maybe I'll try that in my class this week yeah. on, on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I will pray to the Holy Trinity, and people will ask me afterwards if I'm feeling okay. Uh, but we are looking at um, Jesus through the lens of the Trinity, and specifically the salvation. So the the salvation aspect of that, and and we're not going to talk about gruesome Jesus, my favorite part of Jesus. We're not going <laughs> to do that. We're talking about what he did, like just what he did. Absolutely. How how are we saved? Well, in particular, like his good, right? I was going to say like salvation is kind of salvation. a fancy word for anybody outside. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah, that's probably how I would define it too. Just how we are how saved. How we are saved. The act of saving, the, right. the, the being saved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all that stuff. You can kind of hear it in the same words. So that's good. All right. And so as we think about these things, as we think about Jesus and the, and the Trinity, we kind of get to do a little brief review on Jesus. So... Uh, probably some key places just to remind ourselves where we were in that true God, true man episode uh, to look at both Jesus's divinity and his oneness with God, right? To partner those up. John 1, easy place to go. Uh, what do we hear in John 1? Oh, see, I love John. He's he's my guy. I love it. John 1, starting in verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness does has not understood. Awesome, right? And so in those really heady, hurt your brain mm -hmm. things, we see a truth that if you replace this word, right, with the name of this word, which is Jesus, you see- Right, and he does that in verse 14. Yes. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Exactly, right? And so that's Jesus. And he so he says, Jesus was God and Jesus was with God. All of this in the beginning. So Mm -hmm. so again, if you really are like, wait, I want to hear more on that. Go back to the episode called, uh, What's True God, True Man? What's right. the word? What's the word? Uh, absolutely. All right. And then another place that we love to go, right, is uh, divine attributes, oneness with God, especially, right? This is just an interesting one. John 14, 6. Jesus says, uh, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I found that one kind of a particular one to call out because you see this relationship and this oneness with the father that Jesus has. And that's going to be all over his ministry yeah. that he's going to be talking yep. about these things. Absolutely. I and the father are one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's, and it's kind of interesting language because like when you talk about the Trinity, you talk about how Jesus and the father are in the oneness of the Trinity. Like a lot of people will point to that Dallas saying like, um, well, he talks to his father a whole lot. So how is, is he talking to himself? Right. Mm. <laughs> No. <laughs> right. Because we we have I hope that we've tried to make that as clear as mud that there are 
three distinct persons and Jesus led by example to us. And so he was in constant communication with his father um, and he modeled that to us through prayer. And, but he was in constant communication with him, constant. And no, he wasn't talking to himself. I talked to myself, okay? <laughs> Nothing happens when I talk to myself. I don't even remember what it was I was supposed to be doing, which is why I started the conversation with myself. Jesus is not talking to himself. He's yes. talking to his father. And, it, and at some point, right, we'll get into also, he does the same thing with the spirit, right? Yes. Walks with the spirit, walks in the mm-hmm. spirit. So there's this relational side of all of it that is so, so important. All right, so yeah, so a couple of places at John, right? John 1, John 14, but then also the really, uh, a verse we've already hit at some point in our What's the Word journey, Colossians chapter one, mm-hmm. uh, kind of speaks to the fullness of this. I have, uh, he, is talking about Jesus, uh, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, for everything was created by him in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions, all things have been been created through him and for him. He is before all things and by him, all things hold together, right? Talk about power. Talk about divinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about the oneness, the oneness. right? Uh, being there. So it's, it's such an interesting passage for us to lean into too. So as you as you look at those three Dallas and, you, and you're thinking about our listeners, uh, what what's the most important kind of takeaways that you're thinking about with Jesus and the Trinity and the relations with the Father and the Holy Spirit. From those three verses, the especially the John 1 verse is that he was there, the word was there in the beginning, the word was with God and 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 through all hands. And then this Colossians verse, he holds everything together. So it just impresses upon me that we have something that we can touch, hang on to. We can hang on to the... Um, the man aspect of, sure. of Jesus. But these verses shout out beyond a shadow of a doubt, his divinity. Yeah. Like as a as a human, I I can try and hold my family together. Okay. I've I've seen that that sometimes that works, mm-hmm. sometimes that doesn't work, but I'm not divine. And through Jesus, everything, like his divinity just shines through. It's everything. It's not just mankind. It's the animal kingdom. It's nature. It's the atmosphere. It's worlds around us. And uh, and all things, all things means all things. Yeah. I mean, and I know we heard that refrain in a previous episode, Mm -hmm. all things means all things. And so as I think about this too then, and I'm thinking back on past conversations, um, it's kind of the the why question comes yeah. to my brain, like that toddler question, why? why, 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 why did God take on flesh in the person of Jesus? And this is going to get into a little bit of your favorite Jesus. Oh, I love that Jesus. Um, and though, like a little bit of this salvation word that we've been using and being saved. So like, why is it that God took on flesh in the person of Jesus Christ? We we're in a mess. I mean, down here, and you think about the you think about the world today, and that it's just a disaster today. I mean, we're hanging on by a thread. Um, the 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 time that Jesus was yes. was here on the scene, um, it was it was the I can't even imagine. I just talked about this in eighth religion this morning. Did you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because we ahead. were going through like I, on on our like, go back to the fuller picture, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, or did we do, we did big picture we scripture. Did big we picture. didn't do the fuller picture. Mm-hmm. I have a thing called the fuller picture that talks about that time. I call it the silence. 
Most people would call it the intertestamental period. Right. So there's 400 years between Malachi and the arrival of Jesus in the flesh. And I, I looked at the class and I Malachi's said— Malachi is an Old Testament prophet. Oh, good call. Yeah. Yep. And, and, the, and kind of considered the final, the final Old Testament The final prophet. Old Testament prophet. It's, not the final well, prophet, but the final— No, he's not the final prophet. Right, exactly. That's what I say. Final Old, Old Testament. Because you have John you and have you have John. Jesus. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because Jesus is considered a prophet when he shows up. Because he he's is. speaking on behalf of God because he— is God. He is God. Yeah. So, but this time, I mean, I looked at it. I said, you think the world is bad today, mm-hmm. which is like, I think you and I were kind of just talking about it. Like, do you think people know? Now, see, a piece of me goes, listen, I watch all the crime shows oh, and the true crime documentaries. Oh, and the, and like, uh, Risa was talking to someone about like the love of like cult documentaries and stuff like that too. I haven't watched too. any of those though. So like, like the world's messed up. Mm-hmm. Today. Today. And we yet, we can't wrap our minds around. And, 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 and friends that are listening too that are like, oh, these Christians. I'm not talking about what the Bible says about Mm-mm. this time. History. I'm talking about what history says mm-hmm. about this time. Like the number of cults that existed then that were just into just some of the craziest things. I mean, this is where you start hearing about child sacrifice, where you start hearing about cults of virgins and all sorts of creative things. And I hate, I hesitate to use the word creative because I like the word creative that they would do but with this is not a good creative. animals and, and parts of the bodies yeah. of animals and like in bodily fluids and all these things. Listen, like again, that, that if, uh, can you imagine if they had cell phones back then? Like oh Snapchat would be, so, TikTok Mm-mm. would be so weird. Like TikTok's already weird. Yeah, fair enough. But like it was, it was, it was, I, I, I feel like I'm using a word that's used by another generation, but depraved, mm-hmm. um, lost, lost, absolutely. Perverse. Perverse, good. Yeah. yeah so and, and that's when Jesus burst onto the scene. Yes. Was during that that time period. And and I have before before we got together and we got our outline for for today, I had written down big idea question. Why did Jesus need to die? Oh, good. Yeah. Why did yeah. Jesus need to die? Well, the the time period dictated that. I mean that okay, sure. so we've talked about a little bit of, of Old Testament, um, the early the early books of the Bible. We got Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and so we've got Moses and Abraham and the prophets. Sure. Okay, so they operated under a sacrificial system. Think eye for an eye. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So which again is biblical and extra biblical. Right. Because you have like Hammurabi's code. Yes. Like oh that yeah. That kind of a thing. Yeah. Right. If you yeah, if you steal cut off your hand if you right. like yeah, exactly. And and so we have we're operating under that type of religious system, societal system. Good. I mean, it's cultural, it's it's cultural religious, system, it, it's absolutely. it's all across the board. Okay, so why did why did Jesus have to die then? Well, uh, for the same reason that if that if I take Lee's pen um, and I'm just going to take it and put it in my pocket, you know that that's where you you cut off the hand. If you're if you're stealing something, sure, um, you, yeah. you take the hand, and they're not going to steal with that the would other be a hand. Pretty popular video if it was just like you took. Yeah, and then hand. slice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe we can get production to do that later. <laughs> but I I found actually I found in Psalm 49 Psalm 49. So Old Testament. You know I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go I'm yeah. gonna have to go Old Testament. <laughs> but Psalm 49. Um, verses seven and nine. No man can redeem the life of another or give to God a ransom for him. The ransom for a life is costly. No payment is ever enough that he should live on forever and not see decay. Hmm. 
So Psalm 49, and then then again in verse 15, but God will redeem my life from the grave. He will surely take me to himself. We could not, even though we collectively as a, a human race living under a sacrificial system, an eye for an eye, um, could not save ourselves. Like we still could not save ourselves, but Jesus could. Sure. So he comes down in the flesh second person of the Trinity comes down in the flesh to do what we could not do. Sure. Yeah. Makes sense. In, in, in the sense of like, uh, again, there was this divide, right? Sin had completely divided God from his creation. Like his creation yeah. was entirely different after the fall. Very. And so, so you needed to defeat sin, right? Or God that, that in order us, Right. What we needed was right. we needed for sin to be defeated. We needed for it to be gone. Mm-hmm. And, and as you kind of spoke in that sacrificial system, at least in 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 the the Old Testament, right. right? That was the idea was that life, taking of life accounted for uh sins, right? Right. So death was like the the punishment. And and again, because like I, I don't know, like I've never really talked with hunters about this, but I think the ones that are like true hunters appreciate that when you hunt, you take life. Right. It is not something that is just like super glorified and all these other things because you are, and you're supposed to respect the animal, respect the land, all this other stuff. And so, so we've talked about this a little bit, like death's not pretty in Mm-mm. any way, shape or form. Mm-mm. And so if you can even, I don't even think we can wrap our brains around the sacrificial system no. and the, the, the vividness of it, like the, the images of when you send this animal is going to to take your place, yeah. but you are worth so much more than a goat. You yeah. are worth so much more than a lamb or an ox or, you know, it's just, um, and and so here we have, uh, Jesus is often referred to as the lamb of God, okay? And lamb was a very popular um Sacrifice, sacrifice. Yeah. It was a, a popular sacrifice, and we have Jesus as the Lamb of God, and and so sin broke everything, like broke everything. We're we're not that far removed from Christmas, and I was putting some things away, and I broke one of my um one of my my Christmas ornaments. Uh-oh. I was upset. Yeah. I was upset, yeah. and I was, but I was super glad it was me that did it, and not somebody else. Sure, yeah. Uh, I tried to glue it back together. It it didn't mm. it didn't work, and this is this is a something that I've had for you know twenty years, and and it's it's gone it's gone, but that's the image that I have in my head because sin breaks things. Sure, we try to put it back together. We try to you know use our gorilla glue and our super glue and our hot glue guns. That's what I tried. I tried I was, a hot I was like, glue did gun. You try <laughs> I did. I tried all of them, and I just made it worse. It was just it was it was so bad, and but we've we've tried that and you think about the sacrificial system that's what they were doing they were using the gorilla glue and the hot glue and trying to to piecemeal um their their I'm sorry's for all of the things that I've done and it wasn't working it wasn't working the only way to cure us from this sin issue that we have is is God ordained. I was going to say an act of God. It is that's, an that's act of God. That's the only thing that's, that's going to do it. the only thing that's going to do it. That's why you look at our our fully God fully man episode of yeah. Jesus the man Jesus a man would not have been able to do this but yes. Jesus was God. Yeah. That's an why act he did it. Of God. It was an act of God. Which like I think I've shared this before like I'm not one to typically concretely answer why, right? I'm more of a uh, acknowledge we don't know certain answers and 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 then turn it and say, but I do know how, right? Right. So I do know everything that we just described about the sacrificial system speaks to the the Jewish culture of the Old Testament, speaks right. to society, speaks mm-hmm. to all these things. 
ultimately, could God have done it another way? Yes. Of course. Yeah. And we've talked, we've unpacked that on one of those Jesus episodes. Mm, one go of back the Jesus ones. Maybe um, we need to go back and, and I know so and you remember what, episode, what did we say? Write the the episode number down. Maybe we need a list. We're getting we're getting We need a list, we need a board. What is this I, phrase long in the tooth. We've been we doing are. this a while. Uh, episode 16 friends, how fun. But the idea though is that ultimately this is how God did it. And I right. think, right? Writers of the New Testament in particular were able to after the resurrection mm-hmm. look back and see the fullness of that because that's not what they expected on it's what not we what call they expected. Palm Sunday, right? No, no. So, so they, they didn't. Now, Jesus said it. He gave them a heads up a lot of different times. And they didn't get it. But he was saying like, look, I am going to do this for you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go there in your place. I'm going to take on your punishment, which goes back to the, the death episode uh, where we, of Jesus, uh, where we talked about how the, what I called the full literal gospel, right? Okay. Well, that I got from Rev Rasa. It's not that Jesus took a, bullet for you. No. It's not that he like stood in front of, he pushed you out in front of, from in front of the bus. It's that Jesus took the full punishment of your sin. So you have this complete separation from say, the father. I was going to say, yeah, what is that? That That's going to be separation from God. That's Which what sin, sin. That's what yeah. sin does to us because now we, and it, it oh my, I keep going because my, my train of thought he, just jumped the track. And he who knew no sin, right? So, so picking up the words of Isaiah, Jesus didn't deserve that. So he took it willingly uh, to, and because we couldn't do it for ourselves, right? right? So he it does become that unblemished lamb and mm-hmm. things like that. And at this point too, if this is your first episode, you're not listening anymore. No. But um, <laughs> like go back, seriously, go back and listen to some of those. But those have been tracking. Hopefully those dots are being reinforced and right. reconnected. Connected. Uh, and things like that. Because ultimately there was a gap between God and his creation and the flesh of Jesus Christ, Right. Yeah. Uh, truly God, truly man, stepping into time is what bridged that gap mm-hmm. for the rest of us. Through his death and his resurrection, salvation, eternal life was now possible for the rest of us, I'm for the so rest grateful. of his creation. Yeah. I'm so grateful. All right. So now we got salvation. We we can see a little bit of the relationship between Jesus and the Father. Okay. Uh, now let's talk a little bit about the Holy Spirit. So Jesus the Holy Spirit and salvation. And I, I don't know about you, but for me at least, I, I knew this stuff, Dallas. I know this stuff. But it was so interesting when you go back and read some of these verses and go, oh yeah, that's From a different there. vantage point. Yes, exactly. You're seeing the same story what a good from connection. a different vantage point. Yes. And I love that. And I yes. also, I gotta say, I love that we have been spending so much time in John. Yes. And I I mean it just who would have thunk it when we first started this right. all those all those months ago that uh that we would spend as much time as we do in John and we're going to go there again and with yeah. the the connection with the Holy Spirit this is what I was thinking of a minute ago. There you go. So the New Testament writers, they weren't writing this as it was happening. They looked Good. back and Jesus told them he was like I'm going to send somebody to you yes. and he's going to help you not it. He's going to help you remember all of these things. That's how we got the New Testament yes. was by the power of the Holy Spirit. And and that's how they, they're they able to uh, articulate the things that happen. And that's why when you think about the, the like the feeding of the 5,000, the, the crucifixion, the resurrection, they're in all four gospels. Yes. But they're slightly different. Sure. They're written different by a different points. Yeah. a different vantage point. Are you ready for this? In order to hear more about the Holy Spirit, go back to episode 15 of What's the Word? All about the Holy Spirit. See? 
We finally did it. We finally landed on what we knew about. Because that was last week. That was last week. Right? If we can't remember last week, we have bigger problems. <laughs> so the Holy Spirit and Jesus. Right. This John 3, which we have been in multiple times in this podcast. Right. Nick at night. Jesus My class Nick a couple weeks ago, Nick at night. Talking. Yep. And so so Jesus, Nicodemus, Jesus and Nicodemus are talking. And we hear Jesus say, okay? Jesus answered. So oh, back up, right? Nicodemus asks, how can any, let's go all the way. I can't, I can't, can't not, do it. I can't, can't I mean, it's not it. possible. There was a man from the Pharisees named Nicodemus, uh, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to him at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God for no one could perform these signs you do unless God were with them. Jesus replied, truly, I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus asked him, how can anyone be born when he is old? Can he return to his mother's womb a second time? And be born. Verse 5, where we were trying to get to. Jesus answered, Truly I tell you, unless someone is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Whatever is born of the flesh is the flesh, and whatever is born of the Spirit is spirit. Right? And this is so interesting because, like, I mean, you're teaching, uh, that's classic. I've got death, dying, and resurrection. And the very first class was... Uh, the body, and then this this past week, which when people listen to this, it will be the past past week, was the the soul, right? Mm-hmm. And part of it, we talked about uh, the math of the human body, which is uh, body plus soul plus spirit equals human being. So this idea of the, what do you what do you mean the soul and the spirit are different things? And I bring that up because it was interesting reading this because you got the capital S mm-hmm. spirit, the Holy Spirit, you got- and then you have the S, like the lowercase s spirit, which is speaking to something different here too. But essentially, why do we bring this passage up? It's because Jesus is pointing out that they're working together. They're working together. Yeah. They are working. They're a team. This is a group project and (laughs) they're working on us. I would have quit a long time ago. I think that's another great, like similar to that's classic, how you did some really creative things there. You can do a class called uh, Group Projects by God. Oh, that would be fun. Group by the Trinity. Right. Right. (laughs) And salvation, right? Salvation is definitely a group project. But that's what Jesus is talking about here. He's talking about salvation. How can you be born again? How can you live forever? How can you, because they're talking about death. They're talking about all these things. It's because that's what they knew. Jesus came in and he really shook things up. Like he, I, I, I told my class this a couple of weeks ago. I said, you want to you know something? The, the conversation that Jesus is having with Nicodemus here in John chapter three is uncomfortable for Nicodemus. Yeah. It was yeah. super uncomfortable. And because Jesus is telling him, basically everything that you've been doing we're not going to do that anymore. This is the new, this is a new law that I'm giving. This is a new commandment, a new covenant that I'm going to make with you. And and I told my class, I said, think about, you know, we're Lutheran guys. We're the frozen chosen. How do you feel when somebody sits in your pew? You know, you somebody is sitting in your seat on Sunday morning and you start to twitch. You get a little itchy <laughs> and you're like, excuse me, are you new here? That's my seat. Which is so funny. I don't have a pew. So you, it's you're so a funny pastor, to me. but yeah. I have a pew. Everybody knows where my pew is. <laughs> but when you, you know, and and it it makes you uncomfortable. And so these conversations um are making people uncomfortable because they're they're brand new. They're something they've never seen before. And Jesus is being very real and transparent and using tangible things like the movement of the wind and and when he teaches in parables and things, he uses object lessons to help us because he knows that our brains cannot process this stuff. We just, we can't process this stuff. Absolutely. And the, and the big point to take away here, John 3, is 
Like, I think it's so funny, Dallas. Like, hmm. uh, we see, we, we, we recognize it's familiar to us when Jesus references the Father. I, at least for me, I don't know if it's, it, was, it was familiar right. when Jesus references the Spirit, right? So, so here he is saying— No, we, because it's, he's your middle school gym. Yes, he's, he's yeah. hard to find. Another reference. Another, from another reference from that you need no, to just go last on. week. That was last week. It was week. last good, week. Good, good, good. So just last week. Yeah. And that he <laughs> is it. This was a a completely new concept. Okay, so people have the the well, relationship you have, you have of the, the father. Spirit of God in the Old Testament. You right? do have that. But okay, keep going though. But for the rest of us. But for the rest of okay, so this is new though, yeah. and and so Jesus has this open communication with the Father. So the term, you know, referring to God as Father God is not a new concept. They did that in the Old Testament. He's the the children of Israel, sure, God's good. chosen people. Okay, they looked at him as a parental figure. All right, but they could not approach him. They could not get to him. That's what the priests were for. That's what the sacrifices were for. And the only the priests could offer those. The Good. people okay. did not have access to God. So we see this in the New Testament with Jesus having open access to the Father and he gives that to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, and the same thing is true though uh, with the spirit of the Old Testament, right? So the spirit of the Old Testament is present there, but in the same way that God is other, God is distant. There is no Jesus. There no. is no God has come in the flesh. There is uh, God is gone through the wilderness, there is God is a flame and a cloud uh, and a storm. And there is the spirit of God that rests on people. Yes. Like, but that, but that spirit can be removed. Yeah, God can exactly. remove that. So this, this is one something brand new. So there's a reference. And so I, I appreciate that. I don't know that anybody's ever really pointed that out before for me of this, like the spirit is a little bit of a stranger even to the people Jesus is talking to because we don't have the outpouring we, of the Holy Spirit in Acts 2 just yet. Not yet. Right. And and it's it's something new. Like when you sat in a math class, okay, that makes me sweat thinking about it. But they introduced a new concept to you. You didn't get it the first day. Most people, my boys would, but I didn't. And and this is a new concept. This is something they're trying to think about. I like wonder if Nicodemus hearing like you must be born of the spirit, if he just went like, oh. Okay. I have good luck, right? Because of how, the rarity of it throughout time that right. he would have been familiar with. That's mm-hmm. so interesting. Okay, didn't know we were going there, but glad yeah. we did. So speaking of uh, Acts chapter two, we're gonna go to Acts chapter one. Okay, so Jesus, uh, kind of a little bit of a flashback for us uh, to uh, what Jesus did episode where we talked about he came, he died, he rose, he ascended, he's coming back. Right. All right, so at this point, Acts chapter one, this is after the gospels have taken place or the events of the gospels the events have taken of the gospels. place. So Jesus has... Uh, arrived. He has taught, he has done his miracles, went to the cross and died, rose again. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Praise God. And he's about to ascend to the father. So one of the final things that Jesus says uh, to his uh, uh, apostles at this point, sent Sent out ones, ones. apostello, fancy Mm -hmm. word to say it, but to these these guys he's sending out into the world. Uh, He says, Acts 1, 8. Do you want to read that for us? Maybe. If I can find it. Okay, Acts 1, uh, 1, 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. There's so much in that one verse. I know. Yeah. I mean, there's so much it in was that like, one verse. It was the like, mission verse from it, my church that I grew up at. Yeah, yeah. It was our whole like what we do, why we do it thing. But like, but here you go again. Right. Again, I wonder, well, this time they probably heard it very differently than the whole time through his ministry because this is the risen Jesus saying this stuff to you. 
Um, and, and, and again- uh, It would make me listen a little bit harder. Oh, if, if, yeah. You know, the pre-cross Jesus said something to me, I'd be like, that's really cool. And then post-resurrection Jesus yeah. tells me something, I'd be like, no kidding. Exactly. That is amazing. Yeah, we're going to do that. Yeah. yeah no, what? Don't, no, no, don't leave us, right? Because they know he's going to leave at some point. But, but again, hearing this, like, that the Holy Spirit uh, will come upon you and you will be my witnesses. So again, that's connecting from the very beginning the way that the Spirit has always already always worked because right. the Spirit would would come upon the people of right. God. But now it's going to happen in a very full and different way. Mm-hmm. But once again, you see this partnership. So 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 hopefully again, dots are connecting, right. strings are attaching for people. Thinking back to last episode where we talked about the movement of the Holy Spirit and the work. But there's this, 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 and go back to some of those verses too that we mm-hmm. talked about last week. And and again, Jesus is is not hiding the Holy Spirit. No, he's like not. Christians like, do often today. And yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. And what I mean by that is again, some of the stuff for those listening for the first time, if you're still with us, uh, is that that we really do feel a little uncomfortable sometimes talking about the work of the Holy Spirit. But he's active. He's he's constantly active. He's constantly moving. Right. What he's doing in our conversations, if it's good, is the Holy Spirit working. <laughs> if it's right? confusing, that's on us. That's that's, that's the human humanity in each of us. So so one more big place to go when we think about tying these 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 things together, uh, Romans chapter eight. So so next book, Romans chapter eight, uh, looking at what Paul has to say about this kind of working togetherness uh, of Jesus and the Spirit. Uh, looking at verses 15 uh, through 16. Okay, so, and I I can't do it. I still can't do it. So we're going to go to 12, okay? So then, brothers and sisters, we are not obligated to the flesh to live according to the flesh because if you live according to the flesh, you're going to die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all those led by God's Spirit are God's sons. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Instead, you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies together with our spirit that we are God's children. And if children are also heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. I'm going to circle star that for the next time I have to get to preach Holy Trinity. Like, because you see all three at work. You do. Uh, and it's one that we don't typically typically call out uh, when it's time to, to preach on as we talk about the identity of God. But you see the working of the Spirit, certainly. Uh, you see, call it Abba, Father. Father. Okay? Mm-hmm. And you see uh, co-heirs with Christ. Why? Yeah. Because Christ died and rose again because we're united with him. We can call ourselves children of God. I felt like I was just really, really fancy, Dallas, Will you defancify us for our first-time believers? Or if we're all talking to first-time believers, how do you take Romans 8, 12 through 17 and tell them in the most like watered-down way, like, what does this mean? What is, what is Paul really saying here when he says this stuff about you're led by God's Spirit as his sons, you've been adopted, crying out to a father because of Jesus? I know that was the biggest pop question that I've ever given pop, to you. That is a huge pop quiz right here. All right, so I'm probably going to mangle this, Good. and that and that's fine. But again, like imagine I am the Ethiopian eunuch. Okay, like, you're telling me this for the very first time. Okay, so led by the Spirit. All right, I, I, I have I have kids. Okay, so I'm immediately going to pull back in my file yeah. something yeah, that yeah. that I can relate to that I that I would use with them. Sure, and I can't help but think about the. 
I don't know, 1950s version of Pinocchio. Okay, The Disney sure. Pinocchio. Yeah. And so you've got Great Jiminy, movie. you've got Jiminy Cricket. Good. Okay. And, okay. Interesting. And Jiminy Cricket is supposed to lead Pinocchio and he's trying to lead Pinocchio and Pinocchio keeps wanting to go his own way. And then you've got the blue fairy that comes in and she guides Jiminy and, and encourages him and, and to get Pinocchio to where he needs to be and what he needs to do. And if we, you know, really basic level, okay, we've got the Holy Spirit as our Jiminy Cricket that is just sitting there. Or you've got so the Tom and Jerry cartoons where you've got the devil on one side and the angel wings on the other side and they're they're having a conversation with you. But the Jiminy Cricket version of the Holy Spirit, I can't believe you did this to me, uh, <laughs> is is trying to guide you, is trying to guide you. We we do rebel against that. Our sinful nature, the, the sinful mind is hostile to God. Mm-hmm. It, we are, I mean, our nature is hostile to God, but he sends his Holy Spirit to us and he collects us and he He brings us back into, not just brings us back onto like the campus or onto the property. He brings us into his family. We are heirs and we are heirs with a with a ruling, reigning king of everything. And and that is a, a type of love that we can't experience here. Yeah. That that is a that is a God thing. So that didn't help at all. But go ahead. No, it's good. Like it's interesting because I have heard the not necessarily the Jiminy Cricket illustration for the Holy Spirit before, but I have heard the whole comparison, if you will. It's kind of like Trinity Apple Smoke Ice okay. uh, of of the Holy Spirit to a conscious, right? Conscious. Yes. I'm not saying that word right. No, it's so but it's hard okay. for me to pronounce yeah. right now. But it's it's deeper I'm than your that. Conscience. It's almost as if like if Jiminy Cricket in that movie were to say to Pinocchio, you're loved, you're valued, you were mm-hmm. created by Geppetto and he loves you and mm-hmm. he's doing something new for you mm-hmm. and your mistakes don't, uh, and I'm going to take you back to Geppetto, right? So, so if Jiminy Cricket said those kind of things, I love that comparison to the Holy Spirit because that's really what the Holy Spirit does. And that's what we mean by leading and guiding and things right. like that is yes, the good, do good, do bad, do right, not wrong. But even so much deeper than that, right. leading us to our father, mm-hmm. right? Leading us to Geppetto. Man, you're already, look, y'all, next time I get the Holy Trinity, they're going to hear this sermon. This is going to be the exact same thing. You Have you ever welcome. seen that 1950s Pinocchio movie? Like, I love it. And I love Pinocchio, Dallas. Like, that was my favorite. I like, I did like an iteration of favorite Disney movies and Pinocchio was the first one for me. Really? Yeah, Aladdin was the next one. Uh, uh, Toy Story. Absolutely. Oh, everybody loves Toy And Story. then I love me some Hercules, which is a little ironic being a pastor. That is super like, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can talk about that later. Yeah. So so you have, he leads you to the father and you're his son, right? Mm-hmm. So it's almost like two. Uh, and, and what a, Dallas, this is brilliant. Okay. You are welcome. The Pinocchio illustration. Uh, Pinocchio wasn't his son. Mm-mm. Pinocchio was a wooden puppet. And and what does when when you carve something out of wood what what does it do? It just sits there. It just sits there. Yeah. It just sits there. And so he becomes animated, does all mm-hmm. these bad things, but by the end of it, yeah, you do have this. He's a real you're boy. something entirely new. You're a real mm-hmm. boy. You've been adopted as a son uh, because of I don't know where the sacrifice is, the Jesus piece, which is really important. But yeah, that's what it is. We would say because of Jesus' death and resurrection, we have gone from being puppets mm-hmm. to children of God. Wooden puppets. Wow. It sounds kind of corny, but we'll work on it by we'll the time that. that comes around. By the yeah. time the next Trinity sermon comes around, yeah, we'll, we'll, have, in, we'll have it all it might fleshed be in out. May this year. Yeah. Great. It's usually in June. Good stuff. Wow. I didn't even, wow. So, summary of this the Father's love initiates mm-hmm. um, sending Jesus right. uh, to be sacrificed. 
And that sacrifice redeems us, changes us from something that is dead to something that is alive. Mm-hmm. And the spirit is what yep. animates us, that, yes. that that life of the the real boy, the of, real boy. Of, the, of the moves mm-hmm. to transform and work faith in us, mm-hmm. leading us to the Father. Love it. Oof. Love it. I You're taking one of my childhood favorites and making it even so better. wonderful for me. Good. Friends, we've been on a journey, okay? And I, I do feel a little more squirrely today than I normally do. So I don't know what I... I think it's the weather outside. It, it's weather weird weather. It's, it's, it's frightful. not frightful. It is yeah. just... Just strange. Very strange. We should change the words to that song too. <sighs> All right. So ultimately, we had this thing called salvation, how we are saved. Right. Okay. And it is a result. I do love this. Solely of the work of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Friends, That's you it. cannot save yourself. Nope. I'm sure at some point we will get to that topic uh, of how are we saved. Right. But ultimately, too, it's it's an act of God. It is an act of God. Yeah. It is. You You are not saved. I had to write this down because I, I knew I was going to I yeah. was going to mangle it uh, while I was thinking about it. You are not saved because you respond. You respond because you are saved. Mm-hmm. So it's not something your your analogy last week with the this taking your confirmation students and laying Billy oh, out yeah. on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Billy, that's right. Billy, AD. poor Billy. Yeah. And uh, uh, we can't do anything in our sin. We can't do anything. We had to have somebody to come in and save us. Jesus did that, and the Holy Spirit makes us, uh, gives us our faith so that we can respond. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, right. And why why did we need that in the first place? Because sin separated us. We talked very well about that uh, separation. We needed that reconciliation, that gluing back together, that restoration. And yet it's so fun. What an episode where it all ties together in some crazy way. The work of the Holy the Spirit. The work of the Holy Spirit. Praise to Jesus. To talk about that ornament, but it's it's not just gluing an ornament mm-hmm. back together. It's making it new. Making it's like it, going from a puppet mm-hmm. to a real boy. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then Jesus being that, that, that sacrifice that bridges us, bridges us that gap mm-hmm. by being able to give us forgiveness at a cost to him and not to ourselves, making reconciliation, transformation possible. And then the Holy Spirit kind of drawing us to God, drawing us to the Father, uh, convicting us of our sin and, and transforming us uh, into the likeness of Jesus, right? Which is our glorious bodies on right. the last day. Yeah. Yep. Oof. I know, right? All right. So how does this all play out for us? Kind of, and it's just a gift to the listener that's still here with us. Why, what, how does this help us? Thinking about not just the Trinity, but the work of the, the Trinity. The work of the Trinity. Yeah, I have at least three words I want you to kind of help us with. Relationship, mm-hmm. community, yeah, and mission. Ooh, that's Ooh, a fancy word. Mission. Yeah, which one do you want to pick them all? And uh, or you want to pick one? I want uh, I want you to go first. I'm going to pick mission because I love it. Okay. So 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 God has a mission, a purpose, which like most folks in the business world won't miss out on what mission means. But for those that might not be there yet, yeah, mission is what is your purpose? Why do you exist? Right? And God, I kind of say God's mission, why He exists, which is. It feels dangerous to say it that way. That's dangerous, but go ahead. um, Is to have relationship with us. Right. And to do everything that he can do to have relationship with us. And he has accomplished that. And he's still working toward that last day when Jesus will return and we'll have the fullness of his kingdom. So y'all, that's us too. 
right. made in his image as a reflection of him, we share in his mis- mission for people to have a relationship with God. That's why we wanted to talk about who he is because we don't, that's why we did this podcast because mm-hmm. we don't want people missing what this actually says because it's right. beautiful and gives so much more meaning than everything else in all of creation is going to give us. And the relation, the relationship and the community, I've yes. spent a lot of time over the last couple of weeks, if you've been in my class on Sunday mornings, 9.30 in the middle school, <laughs> we, uh, we've spent a lot of time with relationships and community. We were not created to be isolated robots. Yes. We if if, if God wanted robots, he would have he made would have robots. Made robots. Yeah. And he wanted to be we were created to be in relationship and in community first with God and then with each other. And I have to I have to go back to sure. Acts 1 um Verse eight, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Okay, so what is so relevant about relationships and community from that one verse is that it, think about Jerusalem as your household, your immediate circle. And then you've got Judea, which would be your neighborhood, but then they throw in Samaria. Sure. And so Samaria in, in this time period you didn't really want to. That was the wrong side of the tracks. That was the wrong mm-hmm. side of the river. You didn't want to go there. You don't want to. You don't want to be associated with those people. You, you know my illustration for Samaria, right? Like when you think about a Samaritan, if you're a if you're a Texas Longhorn fan, you think about Aggies. If you're Aggies, you think about Texas Longhorn fans. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the, it's just this distaste. It Can't stand very, them. Don't care right, for them. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and so we are called. We are instructed. These are these are red words in my Bible. These are red <laughs> words. These are these are way yeah, pay attention words. Yeah. That even even Aggies, we're supposed to take them in <laughs> and have community with them. Okay, we're supposed to make sure that they've got community with the Father, with the Son, with the Holy Spirit. And the only way that we're going to do this and accomplish this mission is by the power of the Trinity working together on us as a group project. Yeah. Like and we're a, group, a work in progress. Projects by the Trinity. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. 100%. Cool. Did I pass? Yeah. Yeah, I hope I did too. Golly. What an episode. I know. You made me sweat when we do this. The Trinity was so funny, y'all. Especially for our longtime listeners. They know like how much you've wanted to talk about the Trinity, how we have to talk about the Trinity. So what an episode to end on the Trinity. Yeah, I was super excited about it. Yeah, to see this partnership uh, in, within the Trinity, uh, especially Jesus and the Holy Spirit, that's a big takeaway mm-hmm. that I'm going to be walking with for sure. You can't unsee that. When you read the, the Gospels, Pinocchio, you so, can't unsee yeah, that either. Yeah, You're yeah. welcome. But when if you if you try and look at it the, through the lens of the Trinity, when you see the relationship that you, we, we take for granted, we know that Jesus and the Father have this very special yes. relationship. Oh, yeah. But after, after walking through the episode today, I will not read the gospels the same way. Like I will be actively looking for that relationship and interaction between Jesus and the right. Holy Spirit. And well, I will look at it differently. particularly him mentioning the Spirit, right? Because right? I know we didn't cover it, but like Luke 6, you have... Uh, the spirit of the Lord has come upon me. Right. Right. He talks about it. He mentions it. You have the baptism of Jesus where the Holy Spirit is very- We talked about that last week. Yeah, exactly. So, and and we've talked about it. And as we just talked about the Trinity Mm -hmm. period. So, so yeah, be on the lookout for it. Be on the the lookout for the Holy Spirit. And he's lurking. He's working all the time. Yeah, he is. All right. Well, next time, Dallas. Oh, next time. Y'all, we're getting interesting. We are very. So we're, we're jumping into the month of February. Right. And even then, I feel like February, right? It's such an interesting word to say. Words are fun today. 
And you have that big old secular holiday, Valentine's Day. Mm. So we figured what better month to really start having the conversations the world is having, uh, asking questions about next week, just the word love. The word love. Yeah. And really what that means. Because mm-hmm. I, I, you and I were both uh, talking about this and planning out what episodes are looking like in the next like two months. And it was one of those things of like, I get super passionate about that conversation about love because I do think there's a cultural understanding of the word love yep. and a biblical understanding of the right. word love. And I think that even Christians mess up the biblical understanding of 100%. the word love. So I think some people might be hearing this if they're still listening. And saying, they're still listening. And saying like, uh, oh, I've already heard this. Trust me, you haven't. I don't think you have. Especially because of what we're going to try and be prepping you for. Right. Right. We're going to be prepping you for conversations about dating and marriage. We're going to be prepping you for a conversation about singleness. Mm-hmm. We're going to be prepping you for a conversation about sexual sins and a prepping you for a conversation about divorce. divorce. Yeah. So we're going to hit those topics. Everything you've been wanting, what's the word you've to been do? Waiting. You've been waiting uh, for it. We're here. And we're we'll here talk, now. We'll talk more about that. Obviously, uh, little ears in the future episodes for the month we'll of February. We'll put a warning on it. We'll put a warning for you. Um, but until then, uh, yeah, we get to sit in the love that we have uh, by our creator who came to save us uh, and who worked, 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 worked. so hard uh, to bring us to him. So Dallas, would you pray for us as we close our time together today? I would be happy to. Awesome. Father God, we just thank you for allowing us to come together. We thank you for giving us your Holy Spirit so that we can speak on this on this subject and try to make some, some sense of the great mystery that you are, Father. But above everything and beyond everything, we just praise you and thank you for the work that your son did. We, we praise you and thank you for the work that the Trinity is doing for us, in us, around us, and through us, Father. And uh, and until we can we can meet you here again next week, Father, I pray that you would not take your spirit from us, that you would strengthen us, encourage us. Uh, Pastor Lee and and myself and everybody that is listening to this to this podcast, Father, I just pray that it gets used for your glory and uh, and in your praise. We ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. And if you want to share this or just keep the conversation going, that will glorify. the the work that we're doing here and we appreciate that Uh, but until then we'll see you next time next time